0: Welcome to the Building BN podcast, where we take an inside look at Bloomington Normal Economic Development with industry pros, local businesses, and community partners. Hosted by your BNEDC.
1: Welcome to Building BN, a podcast by your Bloomington Normal Economic Development Council. Today in our Uptown Normal office studio, we welcome John Branham, Senior Economic Development Coordinator for the City of Bloomington.
0: All right. To kick things off, we always like to get a little bit of a history and background. You know, as far as like your educational experience and how you ended up here in Bloomington-Normal.
1: Yeah, sounds good. I uh, so I'm from Chicagoland area south suburbs. I grew up in Palatine, Illinois, which is a northwest suburb of Chicago, and uh, ended up going to undergrad at U of I in Champaign, and that's where I kind of got introduced to uh, inter- initially with landscape architecture. That was my degree, and then I kind of transitioned into urban planning. And uh, since college, ended up in Chicago working for a couple of different suburbs for almost 20 years, Um, notably, most notably was Park Ridge, which is a northwest Mm -hmm. suburb of Chicago, a little closer to O'Hare, does border the city on the northwest side. And and after, I guess, some thought uh, after COVID and initially COVID and my wife's uh, position with her job kind of dissolving, we kind of opened up where we wanted to be and my wife's from Bloomington, and uh, job opening for here for economic development opened up, and things worked out. That's how I ended up down here. So I've been here about six months, and been working with you guys and everybody else in the community. And so far, so good, and we really love it.
0: Nice. It's kind of like a uh, the boomerang effect, you know, except for it's almost the other way around because you came down here for school and then went back up, and then yeah, came back. Right. And it does have a, a different vibe than Chicago land. Like I was in Tinley Park for. Uh, three years and yeah, it's it's like night and day almost. It's like the the different uh, activity that's going on up there. But there is a uh, in my mind for, you know, where we're at with our kids, this is a great place. You know, everything's a little bit slower, but still plenty to do. Yeah,
1: and and we're really excited. Um, yeah, just for, from on a personal level, it's the commute, the size of <laughs> the size of the house we got, um, we have a nice support network, and uh, it's it's all great. So uh,
0: it's always fun to tell people. Uh, whenever they see like the size of the house it's kind of like you know up there is probably half and then also the commute if i hear people complain about the commute here i'm like no no, <laughs> no. everything's relative yeah
1: it's it's pretty uh, eye-opening i mean going from a 45 minute type of commute to four minutes is,
0: yeah.
1: is pretty cool but uh yeah it's cool it's and and just kind of tying it into you know the, my work background it's uh, it's you know the type of community that I think you guys know it's, it's got the history, it's got the bones. There's a little bit of a heartbeat. Um, And these are things that, you know, I've seen over 20 years in Chicago, just kind of these, what was happening 25, 30 years ago was all these downtowns, suburban downtowns were dead. I mean, there was nothing going on in the place where I grew up in Park Ridge. When I started there, it was like, there was like one tiny little Mexican restaurant and now there it's just. It's thriving, totally yep. thriving. So to see that up there, see that it can happen and then kind of come down here and hopefully be part of it down here would be great.
0: Well, and it's implementing best practices, too, because there's, uh, yeah, there's been plenty of places that have revitalized their downtowns and their communities. And uh, right now, the momentum and the flywheel of this area, there's, there's so much activity. And for us, it's like, how do we capitalize on it and make sure we don't fumble the ball? Because <laughs> there's a lot of people kicking the tires. And uh, I just, when I came back down, I just saw the potential that was here because most communities are known for one or two things, but we've got a lot. Like it's uh, it's two college cities, you know, back to back. Good for insurance, great for education, but then healthcare is huge, and, uh, and then golf. Like if you golf, the amount of golf courses that are here was doesn't really make sense. But <laughs> and then uh, the breweries are on the rise,
1: yeah. which is cool. It's awesome. A lot to do for sure.
0: So, what is a uh, a unique personal fact about yourself? Um, well,
1: I I I'm fr- say I'm from Chicago, but um, Actually I was I spent most of my life in the Chicago area, but I was born in West Virginia. Huh. My parents are actually from a very small town called Fairmount, West Virginia. so um, that's where I was born and then ended up uh, out in Illinois. so uh, that's I don't know something kind of weird. <laughs> I haven't met a lot of people from out that way, so right.
0: Uh, What is, uh, so your overall role at the company, like what's uh, your day-to-day look like at the city of Bloomington?
1: Sure. So I'm, you know, my title is Senior Economic Development Coordinator. Uh, Basically what I think my role is, what I say my role is, is I'm the front of the house for developers, for people interested in doing business. Um, Someone comes in, they have a zoning question, they have a planning question, they have a process question, they have questions about incentives. Um, I'm the person that can help guide them to, uh the right person the right place the right application and and go from there i you know handle all the redevelopment agreements i handle all the tiff reporting um so i'm just working with you guys and trying to get spaces filled and people in here
0: that's an, an important aspect of economic development is that liaison approach because if you're not in the game and you see the different uh boards and committees and everything you have to get to just to have a little thing change most of the season's developers know it and they actually know what the, what the process is. But if you're just like, I got an idea you know, a, for a business, it's nice to have somebody that can hold their hand and get them through the entire process. And also for the listeners, uh, we throw out acronyms like TIF and redevelopment and everything else. And if they don't know, TIFF is a tax increment financing, which is great. Uh, it's a great program when used correctly. And I know that uh, you guys manage those, the towns has got theirs. I think even some of the smaller communities mm-hmm. have their own TIFs as well. Uh, but the concept of a TIP is that, you know, whenever it's created, your assessment's locked in at one rate. And then whenever the uh, property taxes go up, that goes into a separate fund that you can use um, in redevelopment agreements to give back to a developer or to invest back into that zone itself. Um, redevelopment agreements are super important because it actually sets some rules. Um, so we've got a couple in place now. Um, I know you guys do with the retail side, but our biggest ones, um, just overall development agreements, are with Brant and um, Rivian, of course, <clears throat> which are held to audits. And I think some of the the best ones I've seen that you guys have is that shopping center, what were is at? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a yep. gr- that's got a ton of great retail in there.
1: Yep, that's one of our big ones. Um, it's called the Empire Street Tiff District and we're able to attract Dicks and uh, some other some other bigger type retailers over there. I think DSW is over there. Home Goods. uh, My wife's
0: uh, one of her (laughs) (laughs) go-to's.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. So uh, yeah, that and then uh, we've got a couple other ones that are a little bit underperforming, but uh, hoping to get some some action in there. One is, another one's located over by the Coliseum, the downtown. Um, And then the other one is actually on Washington Street um, that's just west of, what we call the old Bloomington High School that has that recently was redeveloped into a senior yeah. affordable housing development. So, that you know, that was one thing we're hoping to kick off, uh, going a little bit west of there in the future with some more rede- redevelopment stuff. Do you know how old those tips are? Yeah. I'd say both of them are about five, six years old. Okay, so not yep. that old, so hmm. not too bad. A lot um, of potential,
0: then. Yeah, we'll see. Very cool. Um, so, yeah, this is the only part where actually the history, the background of the city, but we're not going to quiz you on that because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think today that um, even Stephanie had mentioned like the the hit like behind the name of Bloomington was it was like Blooming Town, and then somehow they combined them together. Somebody might have to fact check me on that one. I don't know. Yeah, but that's what she said it was. I know Normals. I think Normal was named after the university. It was actually um, that was the name of the university whenever before it was Illinois State University. So, yeah, we won't go into the background of the history of uh, Bloomington itself. But if we could talk a little bit more about downtown, um, because, yeah, we spend uh, quite a bit of time down there, especially uh, Coffee Hound's always a go to. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm a big gamer, so I enjoy going into Red Raccoon. Um, but it seems that there's been uh, quite a bit of activity down there with some new businesses.
1: For sure. Um, I got to give credit to our downtown development specialists, Katherine uh, Dunlap and Samantha Mallott. And uh, they're they're basically in charge of a bunch of stuff downtown, including the farmers market, which brings a lot of people down there. And then hopefully they do other activities, um, which I think totally impacts what's going on downtown. We did a bunch of concerts over the summer had some um, really good names. And uh, actually, in September, Wilco was here. So that was a big one brought a ton of people downtown. But yeah, the businesses too. I mean, we've got some good restaurants down there. Reality Bites is one of my favorites, Mm -hmm. Rosie's. And you know, like you said, just you know, some of the other stuff like Coffee Hound and Red Raccoon. There's there's some cool places, some different places. Another place that just opened up was uh, called Painted Wraith, and it's kind of this an an oddities type of uh, store. It was pretty cool to go in there, like around Halloween, and just kind of see all this. The only way I can describe it is just this odd stuff. It's just kind of weird antiques and knickknacks, but but kind of cool in the same way. So um, yeah, it's just cool. It's uh, there's a vibe, there's a heartbeat. and I'm just trying to help help add to that.
0: Well, the request that we would have, because uh, we talked to quite a bit of our businesses around here and like the influx of people right now, they want more. They want more of the local flavor. Um, just even trying to get into like Epiphany Farms or Anju Above and Mystic Kitchen, um, it's packed. Like yep. it's crazy how much activity that we're getting um, with everyone coming in uh, from all the expansions or even just Ferrero. I mean, they're, they're getting underway, but that's another 50 jobs and. Ravian just hit 3,500 jobs and it's like, okay, we're gonna need more restaurants. <laughs> um, but just duplicating what we already got. Cause like you said, some of the stuff we're by, it's phenomenal. Um, so to see some of that investment continue in downtown, I think will be huge. Cause we're all about, you know, infill first before you continue the sprawl, because, yeah. you know, cost benefit analysis will show, put your money into the heart.
1: Couldn't agree more.
0: Um, yeah, so for us, it's uh, you know we always talk about the impact of what you do on our economy. Well, it's hand in hand. So we continue like an extension of the team um, for what we do here, and it's great that uh, you know, the city of Bloomington has an economic development department. We get asked quite a bit, like, well, what's the difference? And right off the bat, retail, non-retail. Like we don't do retail. If retail comes to us first, um, we'll definitely do the handoff, but we do no recruiting with it whatsoever. Um, it's it's really easy transition for us. Um, the other one is housing, which I know is crazy right now normally housing takes care of itself i think we're in a predicament because of it's not just the pandemic and everybody like upgrading their homes after the fact which is happening nationwide but we're growing in the middle of it and i'm not sure what you're seeing building permit wise but taking a look at some of the plans we've seen for the whole community it seems like housing is in demand and there's plans to go big like it's going to just keep growing
1: totally i mean our permits are are way up um, just numbers wise from last few years. And um, I think we're seeing that, you know, the the single family development, we're seeing apartments, Um, one of the missing pieces that I think is gonna be hopeful to connect some of the downtown issues um, with, you know, the core downtown kind of spreading out a little bit is getting that missing housing item where it's maybe it's the empty nester, maybe it's the post-college graduate, uh, something that personally, you know, would have, if I was coming from Chicago, I would have been looking more, for maybe like a townhome or a two-bedroom condo, something like that, that it seems that there's a a lack of that here. And I think there's gonna be a big demand for it. And I think being close to downtown is is where that's gonna maybe take place and it'd be cool to see.
0: I agree, I think walkability is huge and something that you definitely see, not only in Chicago, but in the suburbs. They've got planned developments with the commercial on the main floor and residential above. And yeah, we're definitely hearing that. Because it looks like a lot of what's being planned is a continuation of what we have, which is like, you know, three to four or five bedroom homes, and not everybody's ready for that phase. Right. Uh, we've always been a great place to raise a family, but you're right, that diversity in housing uh, would help us out tremendously. So we've been working, um, yeah, with your staff and regional planning to see if there's some kind of a market study we can do to show that kind of demand. Because working with developers, they're going to keep doing what's always worked. And so we're trying to break the model to say, hey, this might be a little bit different from our area, but we promise you the people coming in, they've got the disposable income to support that type of housing. Totally. So we, we got to ask this because we get asked all the time, we're gonna pass the buck, but what's going on with the mall? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, that is a great question. I don't know if I know the answer. Um, I, we've been hearing uh, rumors, we've been hearing whispers, but right now it's still status quo. It's still uh, owned by the same entity. We know there's been some closings recently, and it's um, yeah, it's it's kind of sad and tired a little bit. But you know, hopefully there's good news on the horizon. Either we get a new owner, or we start getting some redevelopment in there. Um, whether it's a different different uses or different stores or what have you. But um, it's something that we're definitely aware of and and trying to to work with the owners there to to do something with it. And uh, I know the market's weird and with balls and that sort of thing. But yeah. who knows? But we hope something happens soon, man. Yeah, yeah. no,
0: it's a, it's it's all another one going yeah. back to best practices of like Chicagoland on what they're doing to redivide some of their malls mm-hmm. because it is it's it's not I don't think it's not just malls but retail in general it's kind of in a funny place. Um, office is all of a sudden in a funny place too with people going to work from home, uh, but with the residential demand and um, the shift, and I think it's in the online retail there could be some really creative uses. And so those conversations will continue, but I know. Um, yeah, we get asked quite a bit and we always punt, like we don't do retail. So it's really easy to uh, come up with different ideas, but to get that, to pull that off, it's gonna take major investment, but wonderful piece of property, you yeah. know, high traffic counts, um, great surroundings. There's a lot of cool stuff around it that's super busy, but finding somebody not only that can pull it off, but that we can prove the demands there. I think that's the big, biggest challenge right now is, uh, yeah, we keep building the same houses cause that's what's worked, but, if you look at what's going on home value wise, like people are selling their houses, um, 30 to 50,000 over what they were in December. And, um, all of a sudden, like the demand is, it's going to the point where people are buying stuff sight unseen, like flipping the same day it's listed.
1: Yeah. That's it's, crazy. It's I mean, nuts. we, I know people that are, you know, some colleagues that are looking for houses right now, and it's, it's just been a battle. And, yeah. uh, it's, it's crazy. But, you know, it feels like with the mall and, and even some of the downtown development stuff, it, it feels like, you know, the momentum is there. It's just any day now, any day now, it feels like something's gonna happen. I know something will happen and, you know, when that is, it's just a matter of time, but.
0: Yeah, no, we can definitely, like anecdotally, the demand is there. Mm -hmm. We can tell people, we can go by the hotels and see people living there Mm -hmm. instead of at homes. Um, The traffic's for sure there, especially, you know, on the weekends, on the night, there's traffic all over the place. It's just taking those anecdotes, getting some uh, data behind it, and then finding out who can actually pull it off, because that is a big project. Totally. For sure. Um, okay, so we always ask you, and I know you've only been here six months, um, but we always try to get the local flavor. So if you've got a prospect in town, um, you already mentioned Rowdy Bites, like if you're gonna show off our area, where are you taking them that day?
1: Good question. I mean, I, I would, I, well, first I would wonder if I, if it's possible that we could go golfing, because like you said, I mean, there's just, there's there's great golf courses here. I, I'm not a great golfer, I'm a pretty terrible golfer, as you guys know. Same. But, um, <laughs> I do love getting out there, and I would love to show someone a course. And then, you know, after that, I'd love to take them to launch at a var- variety of places. I mean, just off the top of my head, schooners, rosies, um, reality bites. We talked about. Um, gosh, I mean, there's. I'd love to take them to a show at the castle. I mean, that would. I think that's a just a gem uh-huh. in downtown, and um, yeah, that's. I think that's where I would start.
0: Yeah, that, that's that's definitely a gem. I think it's a little bit hidden unless you're on the music scene. But like my daughter's boyfriend took the train down from Chicago Wednesday to see. I can't remember who plays. I'm not into that type of music, but yeah. they loved it because it's such a it's not that small, but it, it's, it's small enough that it's intimate. And they got some big names in
1: there. Yeah, they get they get some great acts and. Uh and you know, just kind of being a little bit of music geek myself. Um, if if that venue was in Chicago and people would be there, I'd be there all the time. I mean, there's no doubt about it, and I can't wait to go to another show there.
0: Yeah, that was very cool. We saw like the uh, explosions in the sky there last year. And that was one. It's like I was kind of shocked they were actually on the the poster. I was like, oh, quick, I know them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you named some of the food places there, yeah. but is there like a go-to food item where it's like, you know, if you're here, you have to try this? When
1: I was visiting here. Um, People told me that it had to be schooner's wings. Yeah, that's kind of I guess I would I would repeat that since I've been here. um, Probably my favorite thing would be to get a burger at Rosie's. Aside from that, though, recently I did go to Sugar Mama and uh, I mean, I was picking up my wife, some cupcakes. And I mean, I think I ate like almost all of them. It was just (laughs) The best cupcakes I've ever had in my life. So Sugar Mama is definitely added to the list.
0: That's awesome, and also if you're going to uh, skewners, the onion rings like they're oh, they're yeah. massive. They're, they're saying how big they are. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not sure what they put in that in batter, but it's it's good. Yeah. Also, their beers. Did you ever get a large beer there? Oh, many it, times. In the goblet, <laughs> yeah. the chalice of yeah. beer. yes. I was like, I was I, th- I was expecting like a big pint, but no, this big goblet thing comes out. I'm like, all right, I feel kind of like royalty now. <laughs> so yes, uh, this will be a softball for yeah. you. But um, we always ask at the end, like, why why does economic development matter?
1: Oh gosh! I mean, I just—it's just great to have someone. I think from an outsider's perspective, just great to have someone in house that is like, "Hey, I'm here to help." I mean, I met someone recently that was, you know, like, "Hey, what do you do?" And I'm like, "Oh, I work for the city." Blah blah blah. And like, he's like, "Oh, well, you're one of those no guys. You say no to people." I'm like, "Well, I'm, you know, I'm trying to change that perception. Like, I'm the guy that's trying to help you. I'm the guy that wants to help you. We want to—we want to be yes. We want to say yes." I mean, every time someone comes in to to do a project, we're trying to identify everything we can to help them out. And uh we just hope people know that, you know, there are people doing what we do that that just wanna see things happen. And in the end it's it's a win for everybody. If yeah. we get a new business, if we get a new development, um, it's just, you know, higher standard of living, better quality of life, all that stuff. So that's kind of the yeah, I why I'd say
0: that. It, go, it goes back to, what we were talking about <laughs> a little earlier, that, that customer service and that liaison side, because that you're right, um, It is if you don't know it, it's difficult. If you know it, it's not hard, you know, but it's nice to have someone in your role to be able to um, walk them through that process, because it's, it's a process for a reason. You know, we've had people say like, why can't the city run more like a business? And I'm like, well, it's a completely different structure. You know, you don't want it to run like a business because uh, businesses can do whatever the heck they want. You don't want that in the city. So right. um, yeah, those processes are for a reason. And it's great to have somebody like you um, in that role to get into those processes. Uh, but yeah, we appreciate the partnership because, you know, Dev is a team sport and we're doing this in the largest county in Illinois. So it's, it takes a lot of people to make things happen. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to uh, doing more deals and breaking ground and more importantly, seeing renovation.
1: Totally. Yeah, awesome. couldn't agree more and appreciate you guys' partnership as well.
0: Definitely. Anything else you want to cover?
1: Not really. I, I appreciate
0: the time and uh, that's it. Very cool. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. Tune in next week as we continue to take an inside look at Bloomington Normals economic development with industry pros, local businesses, and community partners. And learn more about RBN Advantage.